they're going to make you feel bad. They're going to talk down to you. They're going to make it sound like they're the hero and you're the bad guy. They will find ways to twist your insecurities and your behaviors into your flaws, and they'll be quick to label you selfish. This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, where we talk about real men with real feelings, all sharing our search to become the best version of ourselves possible and what it takes to get us there. going on guys welcome back to the becoming a better man podcast i'm your host dr jason wright i appreciate you guys tuning in again this week let's get into this episode it's um it's something that's been a challenge over the years for myself personally uh and i know several other people who it's also been a challenge for because when you're a business owner or when you're f- first starting your business, right? You go into it with the intentions of you genuinely are trying to do good for other people. And that the reason why you've started your own thing is because you feel that what other opportunities are out there can't help people in the way that you feel like they need help the best in, right? No matter what that area is, whether it be uh, you're selling a service, you're selling a product, um, you're trying to perform a, a task that an agency would perform for, for somebody else's business. Regardless, the fact is that you're trying to do something in a way that you feel like can't be done in the ways that other people that might hire you to do it for them can't do it. Does that make sense? Of course, this isn't true across the board. Right there's there are a lot of people out there that own businesses who started businesses on some shady foundations who uh, really are trying to look only at the the financial aspect and could really care less. This is a lot more the people who do the hands off um, sort of services. I see this a lot in like the online entrepreneur space, unfortunately, where it's um, how can I create something that can be as turnkey as possible with as little actual personal interaction from me as possible to where I can maximize profit as much as possible. Does that make sense? This isn't for those people. (laughs) This isn't for those people. Um, This is for the people who are genuinely trying to help serve other people. That's genuinely why you tried to start your business in the first place. Now, let's take a step back. This isn't just an episode for people who own businesses, all right? The majority of the people that I work with on a a personal level, on a a private level, one-to-one, they happen to be business owners, right? Like, I jive with that mindset. I understand the growth mindset that's there. Um, I get excited talking uh, business and marketing and, and growth strategies and things like that to to other people who are doing the same thing. So those are conversations I can have all day long and really become energized and invigorated by them. That's why I enjoy working with those kinds of clientele. I understand them very well. And because I enjoy those conversations, that's why I've 
not built my business around those people, but I've catered the business that I've built to best serve those types of people, right? Like I understand how to market to them because I understand the language. Does that make sense? Like that's, that's why a lot of times you hear me talking about business owners and, and entrepreneurs and executives and things like that. It's, it's a matter of just understanding how to speak that language. This is not an episode that's going to be specifically tailored to those people. So if you are one of those people, don't feel like you got to tune out now, like I'm out of here. But for those of you who might not be in that boat or you're considering it or um, you just happen to identify with the content, this episode's for you because it's about how to protect your, your mindset and your energy amongst just a sea of negativity. Okay. There's a lot of stuff out there about, oh, you know, there's toxic positivity and, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, you can't just be blindly positive to all the negative that's out there. Well, no, that's absolutely true. You can't, right? You have to take the the good with the bad. You can't just focus on one side. But uh, that being said, especially if you're a, a sensitive person who happens to be very receptive to the energies of others and very sensitive to the energies of others, um, I know I am, um, you can't be a sponge and soak up just all this shitty behavior and attitudes and mindsets that are out there, especially now and expect it not to affect you. All right. So how do you, how do you bulletproof yourself against that kind of stuff? That's what I'm trying to get to in this episode. So let's go ahead and and start up with it. So you'll find out, you know, if you are this, this, sensitive energy type and God, sensitivity has gotten such a negative uh, connotation. That just means that you're more receptive to things than what other people might pick up on. All right, let's frame it that way. One of the toughest things that you'll find as you embark upon this journey of trying to genuinely help other people in a noble way, right? Because you enjoy what you do and you know that there are other people out there that are uh, excited to get, um, the services that you might perform and your skill sets that you might be very gifted in. But you also learn that there's a certain degree of having to deal with people that's out there, right? Like it's sales is a great thing, right? I love sales. Sales energizes the hell out of me. Um, the human psychology behind it and how to um, best unlock the, the root of why we all hate being sold to yet. We love to, to buy, Right, like we we inherently want what other people have, but once we pick up on the fact that we're being sold to, we hate it. Right, I understand all that stuff behind it. That's why I feel like I'm very good at sales. Um, but there's a whole other aspect of of having a business, or at least performing a service for other people to get that that sale to get to the sale <laughs> is that you have to understand how to market. And understanding having a market, you have to understand how to deal with people, how to interact with people, how to speak their language, and then also understand what it is that they're frustrated with, right? Like, what is it that you do that fits in with what they need? Because if they're not looking for it, what's the point? So you're never going to get to the point of having a sale, having the ability to serve them. So you have to be able to understand how to converse with people, how to interact with people, how to understand what it is that they're needing help with, wanting help with sincerely. 
and in comes with that a certain degree of dealing with negativity. This is also a, a difficult thing going into the field of, of physical therapy, right? I don't, I, I rarely have to uh, encounter somebody who is not dealing with pain and frustration. And that is extremely difficult to guard yourself against all day long for years and years and years on end. I don't understand the people that can do it and it not affect them. Healthcare providers, I don't understand how you can do it over and over and over and over again if you genuinely care about people and it not take a toll on you. Like there's there's sometimes it's very hard for me at the end of the day, like after I'd see patients all day long, to just not feel totally drained, not from having to interact with people. I love the interaction. But it's understanding all the problems and the frustrations and the pain points in their life that go way beyond just the physical pain that they're in, right? Like they're frustrated because their marriage is falling apart because all they're focused on is their pain. That's all they can fixate on. It's affecting everything they do. Um, that's just a, that's just one example. There's so many more. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because as you guys have already found out, 21 episodes in... Um, is that it's very easy for me to digress, to go down rabbit holes, and the ADD kicks in. So I'm going to try and stay on point for this one. Uh, but one of the toughest tasks that you'll you'll take on when you're trying to work with helping other people or interacting with these, these people that are in your life, whether it be by choice or by not, is how to protect your energy, right? how to protect your mindset. Um, it's a difficult balance to maintain. Especially if you are that that very receptive type, that empathetic type of person, um, you know, deep down you'll recognize that that love and understanding are both very key features and attributes to have. Um, but you will be constantly and continually tested by unpleasant, negative, harmful interactions with people in your life. Okay. I like how I say, okay, sometimes like I'm teaching a lesson and you guys are taking notes. Is that, is that weird? Is that annoying? Um, again, I digress. <laughs> You'll feel forced to tolerate people's foul behaviors and shitty mistreatment. Like you will feel an obligation, right? To have to put up with other people's shit because you identify yourself as a good person, right? It's a noble act to deal with people's shit because you're so good that you want to be such a positive force in the world that you have to just handle whatever crap they throw at you. Like it's just par for the course. You have to do it. It's part of the job. And so sometimes you will try your best to appear happy and calm and like you've got it all together when deep down you are exhausted, wounded, and angered. You are at your wit's end trying to deal with being treated this way. All right, so I want you to keep in mind here, guys. When you can't change a situation, you have to change your perception. Okay, your perception of where that person's coming from and how they're harming you in the situation in order to stay in your power, to stay in your positive place. In your zone of genius. That's how you do it. It's so easy to just take it on face value. 
and to let it affect you and to let you feel like you're not doing a good enough job, that you're not being positive enough to change them and to bring them over to your side, or you're not loving them enough in order to make them want to return that love in the way that you need it. It's so easy to fall into that trap. And so you you start to feel like you are now beholden to that treatment. And so that's why a lot of people, especially if you've got like this inherent sense of, I feel worthless, I don't feel good enough, uh, and you deal with these types of people, whether they be family or friends or spouses or clients, whomever it is, you will feel like you deserve that treatment. You know? So you have to be able to understand that it's not what's happening. It's not what they're saying, but it's the ability to consider the source. This is a person who is, is damaged. They are hurting. They are dealing with so many other things that they just don't care. And this is hard for me because sometimes I say they just don't give a shit enough to understand how it affects you. So they're just going to get it out so they can try and help themselves by making themselves feel better. And that sounds messed up, but I, I you know, that's my perception of it. Could be wrong, but I've dealt with a lot of shitty people <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the way I have to see it in order to help uh, stay in my zone of genius and my gifts and my abilities and my power so that they don't drag me down out of that place. And so it's easy to fall into that funk, into that trap of feeling worthless and feel like you're not doing enough and feel like that you're doing everything wrong. You have to be able to see it from uh, a different space other than the words that they're saying. You have to change your perception of that person in that situation that's harming you in order to stay in your power. It's not easy. All right. It sounds like a simple fix, but doesn't mean it's an easy one, especially when the person that's triggering you refuses to see a problem with their behavior and they don't want to accept responsibility or accountability for their actions. This is a bitter truth, guys. Like some people are comfortable with your acceptance of their abuse, right? Like they feel good. Because they know that you're okay with their shit. And that's not okay. That's not okay for you. It's not okay for me. It's not okay for anybody. So some of you guys are not in this space where you feel like you're comfortable to move on from those people who are holding you back. That's okay. Right? Like that's, that's your choice. It's extremely frustrating uh, to witness it from an outsider's perspective because yes, it does seem so easy or it does seem so simple. It's not easy when in fact, like it, I struggle with the same stuff too, but just being able to change the, the approach, the mindset of it has helped tremendously. So just know this, if you, if you choose to move on from people who are hindering your growth and joy, you shouldn't feel guilty, right? Because it's, it's not like a, there's so many times you'll try to justify away their behavior as if somehow it is deserved or somehow it is justified when it's not. And you know it's not, but you hear yourself. It's like trying to apologize for the shitty spouse that you're with 
when you're around your friends or you're around strangers, you're like, oh, it's okay. They're just that way. They've just had a bad day. They just had this or that. Like, meanwhile, they've dog cussed you in front of people and you're there trying to polish up the turd that they just laid and trying to make it look prettier than what it is. And you know that you've done it. Don't try to deny it. And if you're feeling a little bit triggered by this, that's the point. Because you know you've done it. So don't don't try to feel guilty. Right? Just know that you are choosing this, though. You are choosing it. Whatever you don't change, you are choosing. And that is a fact. I'm living proof of it. Whatever I didn't want to change that I wasn't happy with my life, I was actively choosing it. Whatever shitty relationships I was in, I don't blame them. You understand that? I don't blame them. I blame myself for allowing it or for allowing it to get to the point that it did to where it drove me fucking crazy. (laughs) But that's not their fault. That's on me. And I know that there, there could be a lot of ways that I contributed to that treatment that they gave out. Just as much as they contributed to, and again, not just romantic relationships, but any friendships or whatever the case might be, coworkers, um, it goes far beyond just the romantic relationships. But whatever mistreatment I felt I gave them, I'm sure and I'm certain that there are ways that I mistreated them in return. Right? It's 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 that boomerang effect. But just know that whatever you're choosing to stay in, regardless of the type of relationship, if you're choosing to not move on from people who are hindering your growth and your joy, don't feel guilty. Okay? There's another complex that comes along with being this type of person and that you feel like you are everyone's savior. You're not everyone's savior. You're not everyone's hero or someone to walk over or to be walked on. You're a person who is vulnerable to energetic drainage, to, uh, energy vampires, unless you've started to finally attain the highest state of, of being, of, of your power, of your, your zone of genius, regardless of who you are, you have to have high regard for your well-being. You have to prioritize it. It doesn't matter. But I've always been this way. Jason, I've always been this way. This is just who I am. Well, how's that working out for you? Right? You're constantly unhappy behind the scenes. You're constantly feeling this pressure to have to perform and please others. You're constantly feeling drained. If I've already said that, I apologize. (laughs) It's very early right now. But you're constantly feeling mistreated, taken advantage of, walked all over, used, abused, and mistreated. Yet you're saying, this is just how I am. No, that's you believing the lie that you don't deserve more. So it's like you're seeing that the 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 trap door has been opened, 
the door has been unlocked, your, your feelings of being trapped into that victimhood, like the guard has opened the door and laid down the keys and walked away, yet you're still sitting in the cell. Like you walk, you're that person that walks up to it and looks around like, is this for real? Like, does the guy know that he just left my door unlocked and walked away and dropped the keys here? And so what you're doing by choosing to stay around those energy vampires and those people that bring you down, instead of choosing to just surround yourself with people that lift you up and that you can be a positive influence to and who genuinely appreciate it instead of use it as fuel for their own shit, you're looking around like, oh man, surely this guard didn't, didn't mean to do this. And you're tiptoeing as you grab the handle and you're stepping backwards as you close it quietly so that, that no one knows it was opened because you're somehow going to feel guilty for the fact that it was left open and you could have possibly escaped. <laughs> like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. That's you. You know you've been there. And if you haven't, good for you, man. But you're not everyone's savior. You're not everyone's doormat. So stop fucking letting it happen, man. Like, you have to prioritize your happiness and your well-being. Because if you're trying to be everything for everybody else, you can't do it running on empty. Because here's what happens. I've seen it over and over and over again. You are just, you're rolling the dice every day that you're going to stay out of the ER, that you're going to stay off of, um, you know, just potential ruin, that you're going to stay out of that next big fight because you are so drained that you can no longer contribute 24-7. Right? You have to... You have to understand that. So there are those people, right, that you're choosing for now, or maybe you've chosen them before, who try to make you feel guilty for distancing yourself from them now. And they're so usually blind to their own narcissism and self-righteous superiority that they are going to make you feel bad about it because you're, you're going to want to start choosing you. And so this is where a lot of us get in that, that sticky spot of like, we're trying to step away. We're trying to step away. We're feeling good about our decision. And then they start giving you shit. They start attacking your character. They start making it feel like it's all your problem and that you're crazy. You might be getting gaslit, you know, like, oh no, like everything's fine. You're crazy. And so you feel like it's not worth the abuse that now you're feeling is probably warranted. And they might be making some points that sound good or sound right. And so you go back. You get tired of it. You step away. You try to make them aware of their behavior. They make you feel guilty. And then you go back. And you just keep going back and back and back. It's not good, guys. It's not good. But they're going to attempt to make you feel bad for distancing yourself from their behavior. And they don't see it. Or maybe they do. Or maybe they're like really good at it and they don't give a shit. They're going to make you feel bad. They're going to talk down to you. They're going to make it sound like they're the hero and you're the bad guy. They will find ways to twist your insecurities and your behaviors into your flaws. 
and they'll be quick to label you selfish. These are the same people who will say that you've changed and without questioning the influence of their actions that made you change your ways with them. Right? They'll say that you've changed and they won't either question their own behaviors or they won't allow you to question it. Because what they've done has impacted you to the point where you've how either tried to construct walls, you tried to protect yourself in some ways while still staying present within that mistreatment. So here's what I'm telling you today, guys. You have to move on. You have to get out of that. But you have to keep in mind that history repeats itself unless you choose to break the cycle. Your happiness, your well-being, your mindset, your energy has to come above everybody else's. That's not just with negative people. That's with all the good people in your life too. You have to prioritize yourself first before you can show up for the day. That's why I'm so big on morning routines. Think about all the days where you've just had a bad day. It started from a place of chaos. You slept in late. You started off with your inbox. You started off with taking calls. You didn't do one damn thing first for you. You didn't start off like reading scripture, trying to get your mindset in the right place, understanding what you need to be grateful for for the day. Starting off with exercise, moving your body, getting that chemical endorphin rush. The feelings of feeling strong, good, powerful. You've not protected yourself for the day. And so if you don't start off from that place of protection, then you're going to end up in a place of self-preservation. And that's a heightened fight or flight response, like cortisol levels, that's a stress hormone, are going to be through the roof, just wreaking havoc on your body and your mind day in and day out. But when you move on, if you've already moved on, just know history repeats itself unless you actively choose to break the cycle. You have to undo our conditioning. Like we have to do this. We have to undo our conditioning by evolving past the unconscious behaviors and limiting beliefs that held you captive to other people's criticism. Let go of the version of yourself that didn't prioritize your own well-being and failed to recognize your worth. I want to repeat that. Let go of the version of yourself that didn't prioritize your well-being and failed to recognize your worth. That person is dead and gone. The old me is dead and gone, dead and gone. Well, JT and TI for you. Was that mid 2000s, late 2000s? I'm telling you guys, You have to distance yourself from that version of yourself. That's the way I've always been. All right. Let's let's do this. All right. I'm not a big horticulturist. 
I'm not a big zoologist, but I understand things from a very young age. All right. What was that caterp- that caterpillar book, the caterpillar story? I'm totally botching this. Um, but but let's take let's take caterpillars as an example. Um, they start off as caterpillars, right? They're worms. That's how they start off. But they get to a certain point when they have to become a butterfly, right? So if the caterpillar were to say, look, dude, I can't transform into this beautiful butterfly that gets to fly wherever it wants to and do whatever it wants to, you know, throughout the air, it's not confined to these leaves and these twigs and these, this ground terrain, but I can't be that because I've always been this. Like, do you understand? Like when you say it out loud, do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? And you just know that like, I, I'm, I'm speaking this way because it's conversations I've had to have with myself. Um, you know, when you get 35, sometimes just, you get a little bit more blunt with yourself because you realize how you've been bullshitting for a long time. But if that caterpillar had said, I've always been this way, I can't be that butterfly, right? Like that's not me. No, look, you've had to be the caterpillar up to a certain point in order to survive until now, right? There's nothing wrong with the coping mechanisms, whether they be healthy or unhealthy, to survive up to this point. They served you for a long time. That caterpillar self served you for a long time. But now you have to be something different. It's still true to yourself, but you have to be a different version of yourself, a higher version of yourself. The version of yourself that can actually like spread wings and fly. And you're no longer stuck to that damn leaf. Being an easy target for a predator. To come zap your power and zap your energy. So, at some point, the caterpillar has to succumb to that change. Right? They shut down. They protect themselves. They they shelter themselves from the world. And they just focus on doing one thing, and that's transforming and changing. You can't do it if you're constantly giving energy to everybody else. You need that energy for yourself. All right, guys. Hopefully the message hit home. But that's how you safeguard your energy, your power, from the people that just want to take it and then bring you down to their level and keep you there. That's how you do it. You prioritize yourself. You see yourself as being an actually like worthwhile, valuable person instead of that version of yourself that they try to talk you down to. If we allow ourselves, like there's, there's a, like expressly if you're a business owner or you're any way somewhat successful in the term of, of your professional accomplishments, you are the sum of the people that you surround yourself with. Okay. Especially if you're a receptive, energetic, empathetic type of person, you're going to soak up the energies of the people around you. So if you're constantly 
dealing with these negative ass people, you're going to be a negative ass person yourself. And you keep thinking that I can just be, I can outsmile them. I can outlove them. I can, I can change them. I can fix them. I can save them. No, you can't. <laughs> like you can't. You've been doing this for how many years now? How many times has it worked? And all it's done is it's led to you changing to be more bitter, more unhappy, more conflicted, more sad. Doesn't work, guys. So there has to come time to change. You have to realize that in order to stop being that caterpillar, you have to succumb to the change. Focus your energy on changing and growing and adapting and evolving into the version of yourself that can actually get off that damn leaf and fly, dude. Be the butterfly. The time for change has come. All right, brothers, I love you all. Reach out if you have any questions. Email me and my team. Always glad to interact with any questions. If you're interested in any of my coaching, uh, you can reach out with questions about that as well. Um, just there's a lot of dudes out there, man, that are doing really great things with their life, but they're dealing with a lot of shit under the surface and it's affecting uh, a lot of areas of life that it doesn't need to. So if you're wanting to help level up your, yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, which will in turn impact you professionally and financially, then let's talk. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in this episode. Share it out with your friends on social media. Tag me in the post. Follow me on Instagram, becoming a better man, underscore in between each word. You'll see my uh, cover of the podcast as the profile picture, so it's easy to know that it's me. And let's keep in touch, man. Let's just keep growing. Let's keep changing. Let's become the best version of ourselves possible each and every day. And let's, uh, let's change ourselves so that way we can change our world. Love you guys. We'll catch up soon. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag Becoming a Better Man. So that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families. 